Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode 205 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. My name is Barbara. What's happening, Barb? How are you today? I'm good. I'm getting ready to leave for Chicago. I know this goes out after Chicago, but I'm getting prepared to get the hell out of here and get into some cold weather. Oh, yeah? You excited for that? Yes, I am. It was supposed to be in the 50s, but it took a sharp turn. Yeah, I know. I read it today. Like like, 17 or something? Yeah. Us Florida people, we like that weather. (laughs) Yeah, so we're actually knocking out this episode before Barb and I head out because, you know, we want to enjoy our time there. I don't want to have to worry about getting Monday's episode out, so. And, you know, we'll be busy, so. Oh, absolutely. We're going to be real busy. So hopefully everybody came by the Preet booth and said hello, and if you didn't, shame on you, I guess. That's what my dad would say. You sound old. <laughs> Shame on you. Wow. Barbara Lynn. So where'd you learn all your foul language? My father. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Barbara Lynn? Yeah, that's my Barbara Lynn. <laughs> what are you, ADD today? Yes, Barbara Lynn. Watch your mouth, Barbara Lynn. Oh, now I know how to get you to shape up. Yep. That's my middle <laughs> name. Nice. So now that Chicago's done... Yeah. I think we should talk about the next show that we're going to be at. You know, might as well just move on. March 31st, we're going to be at the DLAT, which is the Dental Laboratory Association of Texas that's in Dallas. Now, Barb, we did this, what, three years ago? Great freaking show. And then we were live, but not live, right? Was that the first one? And then for two years, we recorded remotely. Yep. They set it up and people still sat down. I can't imagine how big it's going to be this year. It is shaping up to be a great show. I know that their first room block already filled up. Nice. And they had to open up another one. So that tells you how much people are excited to get out in Texas. 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 Now, if you want to go to a dental show that has absolutely no mandates because it's Texas, head over to DLAT.org to see that amazing lineup of speakers and see all the great happenings in Texas. And, you know, I'll talk about it later, but I might be on stage speaking again for Preet. That is, if you don't offend anybody in Chicago, I guess they'll well, ask you back. Yeah, this might be my last time. Who knows? We'll see how it goes. Yeah, well, <laughs> you'll do great. We'll see. You'll be sleeping during it, so no pressure for me. I will, actually. <laughs> so usually we don't tell people to pause an episode. But this time we feel that you should actually pause the episode, open up Instagram, and check out the Cheshire's Grin. That's the underscore Cheshire. Am I saying that right? Cheshire's. C-H-E-S-H-I-R-E-S. Underscore Grin. Don't go by how I pronounce it. Go by how Barb spells it. Exactly. You'll see a ton of models and musicians showing off their grills. That's right, grills. These are the actual full gold arches. Because this week, we talked to the man behind the bling, Jay Goodman. Jay is in Melbourne, Australia, and years ago wanted his own set of grills, taking it upon himself to learn how to make them, and partnering up with a dental technician and a drooler, Jay now makes around 20 a day. Damn. Yeah, it's insane. His passion grew so much that he's currently in university to learn more about dental technology. So join us as we chat to the gold tooth maker to the stars, Jay Goodman. And now, a 
special message from our good friend, Norbert Ulmer from Grow3x. If you want to save and also grow, Grow3x is where you should go. Resins to print night guards for high impact and flex. Look no further because we have them at Grow3x. Burrs for your mills, zirconia for your crowns. With Grow3x, you will be the hottest lab in town. And last but not least, if you seriously want to grow, at Grow3x aligners, and your doctors will say, wow. Be sure to check out all Grow3x has to offer at Grow3x.com. That's G-R-O, the number three, X.com. And as always, we appreciate your support of the podcast. Thank you. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. We'd like to welcome to the podcast, Jay Goodman. How are you today, sir? I'm doing really good. Nice. Just for our listeners, he's it's super early. So what time is it in Australia? Uh, it's not super early. It's, it's about quarter past nine a.m. Oh, okay. on Saturday That's morning. So yeah, it's not too bad. We're still getting into our Friday evening. So uh... Yeah. <laughs> uh, lucky for you. <laughs> so Jay, I found you on Instagram because you're known as the Cheshire... Ches- the Cheshire's Grin. The Cheshire's so, Grin. I knew yeah, I was going to mess that up. I always have. Since a kid in Alice in Wonderland, I've always messed that up. I knew you were going to mess that up before you even started. <laughs> <laughs> the business partner actually came up with that name. When we decided to do something with it, I was just going to call it like Gold Teeth Australia or something. But um, he was like, no, we need to brand it, you know, like we need to do something with it. And he came up with the Cheshire's Grin, not just from the Alice in Wonderland sort of take, but, um, you know, just the, the Cheshire's Cat in general. So, Is it safe to say you make grills? Is that what you guys call them in Australia? Yeah, well, I guess that's sort of the universal okay. term for them. I wasn't sure. Yeah, and um, yeah, it just sort of came about because I wanted a set. And um, yeah, I called up, who's now my business partner now. He's been a jeweler for 16 years. And I asked him about it. And he's, yeah, his first response was, I've never done anything like that. Yeah, we sort of gave it a little go. My first set probably took about six months to get right with like retention and thickness of the material and stuff like that. So yeah, my first set, by the time I got to wear them for the first time, it was it was a relief, but it was a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's dental, so it's it's not easy. Let's go back. Where did all this come from? Are you trained to do dental work at all? Since with the grills and stuff, I have gone back to uni. So I have done a yeah, doing the diploma of dental technology and stuff. And there's a few other courses that I want to do. I really like the ortho and bending of wires and stuff like that. I found that really quite stimulating. I liked it a lot. So so how did you get into the industry? Like I said, we just tried out the grills. And then um, I think the universe sort of had my back a bit. So my business partner, he's been a, a jeweler for about 16 years. He's got his own jewelry studio. We had my dental models sitting on the counter and just by luck, a dental tech with 13 years experience walked in and she was looking at the jewelry and she asked about that. And um, we were like, oh, we're, we're trying to make some grills here. And yeah, she was basically, yeah, she jumped on board and she helped out heaps and yeah, she got the ball rolling. And then um, pretty much I learned watching over her shoulder for, for a few years, but um, 
yeah, after talking to my dentist, I wanted to do some gold crowns. And um, she'd done a check on my teeth and stuff like that. And she said, look, I don't like shaving teeth down if they're healthy. So we can do like a gold veneer. So we done that. I actually made that one myself. And um, yeah, she put it in for me and stuff like that. And um, yeah, my dentist was just like, look, you're artistic. Like I actually come from a tattooing background. And she was just like, I'll write your letter of recommendation, go to uni do the courses and um, you can start doing some goals for me. So wow. I think everyone, yeah, everything sort of fell in place and I'm kind of fortunate like that, I guess. Hey? So is uni like university? Is that like school? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uni, TAFE. Yeah. I think there's a couple of different terms for it out here in Australia, I guess. So she kind of pushed you to go to school. So how long is it at school in, in Australia? Uh, the diploma is two years and there's a few other courses and stuff that I want to do later on. I'd love to get more into the CAD sort of design work. I want to play around with the 3D scanning and all that sort of technology, but it's sort of out of reach for me at the moment. You know, the yeah. 3D scan is pretty expensive. But So you went to the dentist and she's the one that, so normally Elvis and I, we talk a lot of people and normally people fall into the industry, you know, when they know somebody or they have an aunt or an uncle, but it was actually your dentist that got you moving, huh? That's cool. I guess just wanting the teeth, that sort of got the ball rolling. And then, yeah, meeting Kat, the dental tech, she helped us out lots. And then one of her friends that she worked with at the lab was actually leaving to become a paramedic. So she came and jumped on board with us as well. So we had quite a team there for a little bit. And um, Amelia, she's now a fully qualified paramedic and she's basically been saving Melbourne, really. Not on her own, but well, yeah. yeah. That's wow. awesome. The, the timing of the pandemic. So we went from a team of four of us to now there's only two. And one of them's still a full-time dental tech. She recently made some gold work for one of my friends. And um, yeah, the other one's now a paramedic and... She's been running around the most locked down city in the world, saving everyone. So it's amazing. Aww. I miss her heaps, but yeah, she, yeah, she's gone on to save the world as opposed to giving everyone nice shiny gold teeth. So. <laughs> I think we saved the world too. Yeah. We're not all heroes, but some of us are. So yeah. Were you artistic as a child? Did you have that aspiration? My aspiration is I never wanted to work. So. <laughs> oh god that's mine too yeah i skateboarded for the years and then um i started tattooing and because i broke bones in my foot and then i wanted a set of grills and yeah we sort of jumped on board with that and then it's yeah six years later here we are and i pretty much yeah i only tattoo like maybe once or twice a month now so wow so what's the market there are there a lot of people that do them in australia there's a few, there's a few, few new people popping up and uh -huh. stuff like that. There's like, I to be, to be honest, I probably have about six messages a week. Someone asking me to teach them, and it's oh really? It's flattering, but it's kind of annoying. <laughs> like it's, I don't know. It's coming from the tattoo industry. The first thought in my mind is like, you want me to show you how to take money out of my wallet? That's yeah. But at the same time, too, like I, I used to work in a shop, and there was thirteen other artists, and if there's only 13 other people making grills in this country, like I'm, I'm not worried about it, but um, you know, everyone's doing their thing and everyone does it differently. So. All right. So I'm going to dig a little bit on that comment. So I'm a ceramist. So I've been told that I need to, I need to get into that. Oh, it's amazing. But your work is amazing. I, I looked at your Instagram pictures and it's so killer. Oh, thank you. So do the patients still have to go to a doctor and get impressions and, you know, the whole nine yards? Can you kind of take me through the process? 
I tagged you guys in a story the other week after the deer t-shirts came out. Um, we get a lot of stuff sent to us by our dentists uh, for sure and like other labs and stuff like that, which is amazing because typically the impressions are on point. Yeah. Um, we don't really send out impression kits because they just sort of, there's way too much room for error there. Like people are missing the gingival and stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah, ideally like, I'd like to branch out a little bit more, but we're in Melbourne, so a lot of places aren't really open at the moment. A lot of people aren't really doing stuff that isn't essential, so it has slowed us down a lot. But yeah, there's there's still plenty of work. Like there's there's six million people in Melbourne alone, you know. So I mean, I think our Instagram demographic or our stats, I think most of our followers are aged between eighteen and thirty-four. So that's a lot of people. Yeah. So do they go to you to get their impressions or do they have to go to a dentist? Uh, sometimes they'll come to me, but most of the time it will be through like a dentist or like through a prosthetist lab and stuff like that. So a lot of stuff through the post, which is pretty hard. Um, that set that I tagged you in the other week, it still hasn't arrived. And I'm pretty sure the client's seen that Express. So oh, Express geez. post out here at the moment is it's around about a week, even though the package does say guaranteed next day delivery. So Oh, wow. Yeah, the old pandemic has slowed us down a lot. So the patient, the person, they've got to have a visual, right, of like what they're looking for. Because, I mean, you're putting diamonds in between diastemas and like cuspids with, you know, different things and jewels and stuff. So do they design their case with you? I mean, how much of a addition is the patient? Um, a lot of the times, like Instagram and stuff's really good. Social media is amazing. I'm pretty fast on the reply and stuff like that, but like... A lot of people have seen it being done, you know, like Australia is sort of like America's little brother or sister, I guess, like the people that want them already know what they want. And a lot of the people that they look up to in like hip hop industries or like actors, like you'll see a lot of people in movies now with girls and some people are like, I want ones like the Joker from. Yeah, Suicide I bet you that's common. Like, you know, so. <laughs> um, we've done similar sets a couple of times. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I bet. But um, it's everywhere. And social media is great. Like you can look at anything you want on social media and it's going to pop up and there's going to be thousands of different options and stuff. So provided you can still get retention in the mouth, like I'm willing to give it a go. Like there has been a few sets where you're sort of pushing the limits a little bit too much and you sort of lose retention and it's definitely good fun, but it's, it's testing sometimes. That's for sure. Cause you're making them on unprepped teeth, right? Yeah. So basically it's, it's on like a, yeah, it's just the natural occlusion, I guess. And um, it's on a raw dental model. Some teeth we can't do too much with. Mm -hmm. There has been like, it's it's pretty interesting. You can sort of tell some people's drug of choice by their, by their dental models. <laughs> yes. Oh, <hell>. um, <laughs> yep. Which is something I found really, really interesting because, yeah, you can tell a lot from someone's dental model. Yeah, you can. Yeah, and a lot of people, they're like, oh, I don't grind my teeth. And I'm like, ah, oh, your models would suggest otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> but they're meant to slide it on and off, right? Yeah, so they're custom fitted. The mouth sort of does have like a little bit of natural retention and stuff to it. But yeah, like probably the biggest obstacle for myself was like just learning about like undercuts and path of insertion and stuff like that. That was... Yeah, that was definitely a game changer once we sort of covered that at school and stuff. And yeah, just learning what works and what doesn't, essentially. Are you hand waxing everything? Yeah, there's a few different techniques. But um, yeah, the wax, the sheet wax, the stuff's pretty good. I use like a, a 1.2 
red flat sheet wax. Mm -hmm. That one's a, yeah, it's a lot better. It's a lot harder than the than the green wax, but and then you're using whatever precious metal is in that ballpark of what they're looking for. Some of them are really dark. What 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 are the dark ones made of? They're not platinum, obviously. What what is that metal? Uh, we have done a few platinum sets. Really? We did do a few sets where you can blacken the metal, which is hmm. it's it's almost like a. I can, I don't know. I like to say that it's alchemy. I always sort of reckon it's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, certain restrictions and stuff like that come down to what's allowable in the mouth for hygiene. What is there any regulation in what you're doing, or is is it fall under the dental lab license? Um, public liability insurance is pretty high. Yeah. There's a big difference between making jewelry for someone's ears, neck, and you know, rings and stuff. But mm -hmm. as soon as you put something in the mouth, it's, yeah, it's a lot more expensive. Basically, I just want to do everything legitimately as possible. Sure. There isn't really a TGA regulation on grills. I'm not too sure, but provided like, I'm not going to be putting a set of teeth on someone who's got like gum recession or something like that. I have had a couple of clients come through and they have, you know, they have had exposed pulp and stuff like that. And I'm like, look, mate, like, Putting a covering over that isn't going to save it. I highly recommend you go to a dentist. Yeah. Personally, I, I don't particularly want to be involved in involved in that. Yeah, I do I do say no to a few things and a few requests, but I, I guess that's just standard. I think that just comes down to you know, your integrity, I guess. I don't know. Making smart decisions is what it comes down to. You don't want to get involved with that. I don't want to be liable for anything either. So yeah. especially like working around like orthodontic wires and stuff like that. Some of them you can do it, but others, yeah, I don't want to be responsible for any sort of damage or anything like that in that regard. So I think it's just about being responsible. I'm looking at your Instagram post. How the hell do you get the diamonds to set inside there and retention on the diamonds? So the diamonds, obviously there's got to be like enough thickness in the material. We sit with like one pointers or smaller because obviously anything too thick in the mouth is going to sort of, you know, it's going to adjust someone's, their bite, it's going to adjust their speech. We're not trying to, mm. trying to get, get anyone a lisp or anything like that. A lot of musicians have got work from us and it's great to see them actually do a live set with their teeth in and oh, it looks amazing. There's, there's great footage and stuff and um, their speech is nice and clear. I'm, I'm a 90s kid, so I remember watching like old MOP video clips with like those boys talking and you can hear their teeth clicking, clicking together. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So like, how do you do it? So do you cast it and then polish it, make sure everything's accurate and then place the diamonds and how do you keep them in? Ideally, I like to do a fitting before we do any diamond setting because obviously you can't really flex the teeth once the diamonds are set. All the diamonds are micro set under a microscope. Uh -huh. We did have an in-house setter, but we do have a setter who we contract a lot of the work out to and he does a lot of the work for us. So it's pretty good. But um, yeah, that is basically drilled in, provided there's enough thickness in the material. It's drilled in just, um, just the same as jewelry. We run a few tests, um, make sure nothing's falling out because you don't particularly want to have a stone falling out while the client's wearing them. Yeah, that'd be bad. <laughs> How do you get retention? Do you varnish like the gold over the diamond to keep it in place? Yeah, so you'll drill out like the little hole for, for the diamond. Obviously, yeah. you don't want to be punching through because you don't want the QA to be rubbing against the enamel of the teeth because that would not be good. Yeah. And yeah, there's typically, depending on the set, like there's a few different setting styles and stuff like that. You, know, you can grain set it and stuff like that. But um, yeah, typically you get under the microscope and yeah, you get the little ball burr and you, you burnish over, over the claws, over the top. And 
Ah, yeah, good for So more. they've got claws just like like a diamond ring. So you've got prongs that go over them. Yeah. So essentially, you're, yeah, you're parve setting them, and depending on the number of stones, like you might, you know, there's a few other different setting options there. But yeah, typically a lot of the stuff we do is parve set. So every now and again, you'll get a few singles. Yeah, the setting style will change depending on on the number of stones. Well, you know, this is super crazy. So I'm doing a full upper and lower Emacs case. And it's in my lab right now. And number six, never had this before. That's why I'm so enthused on it. She wants a diamond put in her number six. She's actually nice. going to bring me the diamond back and forth. So what I did was normally I mill my Emacs, but I milled number six out of wax. And I'm assuming I'm going to press it. And then she's going to bring the diamond to us. And we're going to take the wax and melt it, you know, and then put the diamond in and, and you know, get a home for it and then press the number six and she's going to come back and I'm going to give it to the doctor and I don't know what the hell he's going to do with it because I've <laughs> never done this before but I'm like trying to think in my head like how are you going to keep that diamond in place you know obviously this is a different animal but like long term glue yeah super glue I'm thinking the uv cement would typically hold it in place but um having the middle like the middle you can manipulate it and you can maneuver it but um I've got a few friends that have diamonds actually set in their in their real teeth what um the dentist drills them out and they yeah they they set it in yeah but I was thinking it would be it was it would come from the internal aspect out but I think it's got to go from out in but I'm just like how do I you know get this thing to hold in so you know it doesn't fall out I mean Christ it's a diamond it's kind of scary but um, so that's what I'm asking. Yeah, depending on how they brush their teeth and stuff too, you don't want no one wants to be swallowing all this, spitting it down the sink. <laughs> it's a hard one, hey. I think it's just I, I myself, I haven't done that. Um, I did get asked if we could put diamonds in a set of veneers, and mm. I was, mm, um, yeah, it's it's new territory, I guess. Yeah, especially I for myself and for yourself as well too. So yeah, five tenth of thickness, you got to put a diamond in it. No, thank you. Well, you'd have to make it yeah. super thick, in my opinion, right? One would think. It'd have to be a bulkier than that because you've got to measure the width of the diamond from the front to the point and then make sure your material is thick enough, right? Am I right, Jay? Our general thickness on the facial surface of the tooth is about 1.2, 1.3 mil. Yeah, thick. that makes sense. Oh, wow. Huh? you got lots of room to work with. Yeah, it's yeah, there's a bit more room than, than just actually working on the, on the teeth themselves. But, um, yeah, once again, too, like you can't have it too thick. You know, you don't want people's upper lip to be sticking out sure. more than what it should be. And I don't know, dentist, like dental, it's it's crazy. It's like it's it's its own little ecosystem. Hell yeah. Things move, things migrate. Like I had a set of teeth that we made maybe six years ago. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll wear these today. And I went to put them in. And yeah, obviously I had a little bit of movement. I was like, well, that's wow. interesting. <laughs> I got about six years worth out of those ones, but. My teeth have migrated a little bit since then, and um, yeah, I'll probably melt that set down and make a fresh one when I get time. There you go. Invisalign yeah. needs a gold <laughs> aspect. Oh, it's <laughs> so many people ask if I, if I can do that, but obviously you need the experience in that. I'm sure I could make the bias splints and stuff like that, but I, don't, I wouldn't know how to manipulate the teeth in yeah. the 3D world and then redo the splint and stuff. And we definitely don't have the the equipment for that and. Yeah, it's that's definitely well out of my out of my range at the moment. Maybe maybe in the future. Yeah, you never know. Getting the cat, yeah. who knows where it'll go. Yeah, the cat stuff's incredible. I would love to get into that a lot more. Hey, 
So when you went to the university, were you the only one whose goal was to make grills? Yeah, I guess I sort of got in there while I was already making them. But yeah. once again, too, like we did have a couple of dental techs working with us at the time. So in my, yeah, I was, I actually chat to Nina a bit and I, I'm always talking to her about the, the imposter syndrome and not feeling like I should be where I am. But um, yeah, I'm just sort of going through the motions and ticking all the boxes to get where I want to be. But uh, one of the lecturers, he actually he actually specializes in gold crown and crown and bridge and stuff. And he actually said a lot of his old students at the end of the semester, they a few of them make themselves a set of grills just, you know, just for something to do, I guess. But yeah, I've sort of taken it to the next level and taken it to the public. But how did you do in ceramics? Did you enjoy it in school? Uh, we haven't done ceramics yet, to be honest. Are you still in school? Yeah, I'm still in school. So I misunderstood then. I thought you were done. Nah, I wish. I reckon <laughs> I'll probably I'll probably gonna jump on a few other courses and stuff after this one just because I'm sort of in that learning mode again, I guess. Yeah. And I wanna tick as many boxes as possible. That's basically it. That's actually my goal. I just wanna tick all the boxes. I wanna there's so much stuff that I find interesting and the more you learn about it, the more you're like, I wanna do this or I wanna I wanna figure this out or so yeah, I'm enjoying it. You sound like a technician. <laughs> yep. Well, I've been told that you can tell that I'm a, I'm a baby tech. I'm still full of, <laughs> full of enthusiasm and keen and hungry yeah. and hyped on everything. Give it some time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I don't know. It's, it's just fun. I, I like learning. I think I've just constantly got to be stimulated in that regard, I guess. I don't know. Eventually, the school will teach you ceramics and then like removable work, dentures, partials, right? We've done all the dentures and the partials. Oh, okay. Did you enjoy that at all? I enjoy waxing up and like matching the, matching the bite and stuff like that. And I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of investing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And it, it's a hard one too because the wax is a lot softer. Oh, it's totally, yeah. Yeah, and I'd almost rather clean it up once it's been cured as opposed to in the wax. But I don't know, the partials are heaps of fun. Anything with the, with like the wire and stuff, I, find, I don't know. I think it's just working with the middle, I guess. Hey. So do you think you'll ever start doing more dental lab restorations? Or do you think you'll stick with the grills? I really like the grills. I really like the gold. I don't know. It's, it's a hard one. Yeah. I, I was drawn to the gold. I like the gold. So I'd almost rather, I'd like to master that and be the, the be all and end all of that if possible, or if I could reach those heights. But um. Yeah, I really like the ortho work as well. But once again, that's you bend in the middle. You know, it's you're starting with with the spool in the middle, and then you bend it into some class. Yeah, you know? I think I like the process of things. I like the process as much as I like the finished product. I guess. Hey, I don't know. It's a hard one to sum up. Yeah, no, it's it's good stuff. So, can you help me understand? So, most of these patients, they don't get prepped at all. Is that right? No. So, there's no alterations to the teeth whatsoever. So they simply slide on and off. Take me into your world when you're using natural teeth. How do you get that retention and how are you able to pull it off, you know, with the line angles and the undercuts and everything? Like, how is that possible? What what, what do you run into, like, that's difficult for you? Uh, Like I said earlier, I think the blocking out of the undercuts and the path of insertion, that's always a hard one because obviously wax is a lot softer than the middle. So once mm-hmm. it's in middle, it's it's tough, it's rigid. And you don't want to be bending the middle in any way, shape or form because that's going to warp and it, you're never going to get a good fit as soon as the middle warps. So ideally, if you can get it 
as perfect as you can in the wax or precast, the better. But um, yeah, the undercuts they yeah they definitely get me. There's there's a few sets, and sometimes you you know in the back of your mind I'll, you're like oh I'll get away with this, and then you cast <laughs> it up, and then you try and fit it, and you're like oh, I should have yeah, should have <laughs> taken that extra five minutes and you know wax out those undercuts. Yeah, I think it just comes down to learning. I've definitely messed up a lot of sets. Yeah. Like none of it come easy. And then once again, too, sometimes depending on someone's anatomy and their teeth and stuff like that, sometimes you just can't get any retention at all. Are there some that you say, hey, I can't do? Sometimes, but then most people, it's, I don't know, customer service and stuff like that. Some people, like some people want to cover, like they've still got baby teeth. And they want to like, hey, look, I've still got this milk tooth here. Is there anything we can do with it? And there may not be much anatomy or anything to grab hold onto. So you can use some denture glue. Ideally, I, you know, I'd much rather go for that perfect fit. But some teeth, you just can't. Are these removable or do they get cemented on forever? No, I wouldn't recommend cementing them on. Um, if you were going to cement them on, I'd probably say I'd probably say you'd want to go with like more of a gold veneer sort of type, or like a fill mm. or something like that. But yeah, that's made completely different. You know, idea like you've still got to be able to clean and brush your teeth and floss and stuff like that. So, so they're not. So you can take them in, you can take them out, you can go out for the night and put them in, and then take them out yeah. the next day and go to work. And oh, that's cool. I like that. You can still do the family events with the pearly whites and then you can, <laughs> then you can show yep. off on the weekend. Yep. I imagine you have some people that have a couple different sets. I mean, people probably get into it. and We have one client and I love him to bits. He, he messages me like every couple of months and he's like, bro, can we do this? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I think he's got 10 sets at the moment. Wow. wow. Yeah, he's amazing. He's, he's a great dude. He, yeah, I'm good friends with his brother as well. But like, his brother's got two sets. But like, I think he's no. I made myself a couple of sets over the Christmas break and stuff. So I think I think I've got the same amount of sets as him. <laughs> I was just like, there's no way you can have more teeth than me, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, we're actually going to do something different for him. He was meant to come down last week, come down and have a chat about some designs, but he got called into work, so. We're going to link up, I think, yeah. It's been a couple of months. He's due for another set. That's awesome. Do you purchase the diamonds for the client or do they bring you in and say, this is what I want? And how does that work? For anything permanent, like the crown work and stuff like that, we will always set with like VVS, D to F grade, which is essentially flawless diamonds. You know, if you're putting something permanently in your in your mouth, like let's, let's do the best of the best. Other than that, our standard were GSI 1. Um, we have used, like, we have recycled some some diamonds from the client, but ideally, we want that consistency there. You know, you you want the same grade stones throughout the whole piece. You don't want yeah. anything to be looking off or anything like that. Anybody want fake diamonds? That would be me. Um, <laughs> a lot of people ask. Personally, um, I'm not into it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do it just because I don't know. It's jewelry, you know. Like, no one's going to put on a pair of fake knights. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's that would be me, Elvis. I'm the real chick. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. It's personally, I wouldn't do it. I'm not into that at all. Uh, yeah, I got into jewelry to do jewelry, and if we're going to do dental, we're going to do it properly. Like a few people are asked for like gold plated, and I'm not going to do that either. You know? Especially not in the mouth. You know, you, you see the people with the fake chains and the green necks and summer and stuff. Yeah, and yeah there's. 
there's no way that's going in the mouth and there's no way I'm going to be doing that sort of stuff. So do you know the percentage of gold you usually make everything out of? Is it a pretty high gold? Uh, we do work up to 22 carat, but yeah. that's sort of a special specialty request. And even then that's probably, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try and push 22 for the mouth too much. A lot of people are doing nine or 18. 18 is probably, probably the personal favorite. Yeah. Um, obviously with dental gold, everything's going to be the 14 carat or, or higher in the dental alloy. But yeah, most of the time it's either nine or 18 carat. The different percentages or the different carats, are they easier and harder to work with? Um, I like gold a lot. Um, I, if I could work with the gold all day, every day, that would be great. Sure. Um, I find platinum amazing to work with as well, but it's, it's, it's a super heavy, dense material. So that's sort of getting into Kanye money. So we have done, I think we've maybe done like six sets in platinum mm-hmm. all up. So there's a market for it, but at the same time too, a lot of the platinum market aren't really looking for the grills i guess yeah are you in tune with the dental lab industry in australia do you stay connected with what's going on um i try to as much as i can like i, I you know i check in with my dentist quite a bit obviously we do the checkup and the clean every six months especially with the gold in there she likes to, to make sure everything's sitting great and stuff like that i did have a lot of fillings as a kid as well so we are sort of in the process of taking out all the old mercury ones and oh replacing yeah them. So, I'm chatting to her a fair bit. She's super proud. She's super hyped that I actually took her advice and went back to school and stuff. And I have told her that there's a couple of labs that I want to work for. And she's like, no, I'm going to get you into this lab. You'll be great here. Like this is, you know, so it's great to have the amount of support that I have. It's yeah, it's amazing. Is the lab industry pretty strong in Australia? You're our first guest from Australia, honestly. Really? And uh, yeah, we had not had any guests from that area to kind of get the bead on what the industry is like. Well, I won't lie. When you messaged me asking me to come on, I was like, well, what's going on? Like, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm getting into the dental industry. Like, what's happening now? Yeah, it's just full imposter syndrome. Like, I sent the screenshots to Nina. Yeah. Like, one of the lecturers at school, she recommended I follow her. So I followed her and, um, yeah, we just started chatting. She's amazing, and yeah, yeah, Nina's great. We shoot oh, yeah. some flames to each other's stories and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Yes, yeah, and some memes and that. But um, yeah, I chatted to her about the imposter syndrome. Like, like I said, I'm 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 a baby tech, so I'm just I'm out here. I'm hungry. I'm keen. I'm I'm eager. So yeah, we we work with about three three labs in Melbourne at the moment, and we have done work for about eight or nine different dentists. So if that lab gets a an impression in and they want a grill or a gold tooth, they just send it to you? Some places will do it themselves and stuff like that. But coming with a jewelry background and stuff like that, we can set the stones, which is amazing. Yeah. A lot of dental techs know how to how to set stones. So we do get a little bit of work like that as well too, which is nice. But um yeah, I'd I don't know. I'd much rather build the bridge. I like chatting to people. Everyone's super helpful and everyone's super nice and stuff like that. But yeah, there is, I don't know, you've got to earn it with some people too, which I like as well. You know, like my dentist didn't tell me to go back to school and stuff like that. And, you know, if I ignored her advice, you know, it, you know, if someone tells you something and then they'll sit back and they'll watch to see if you pay attention, that will oh, determine yeah. whether or not they'll help you out again later on. It's, yeah, I think just building the bridges, I guess. Yeah. I want to work with everyone. I reckon it's great. And for me, it's it, everything's brand new. So I'm, I'm just hungry. I'm just trying to push the limits as much as I can and just trying to do the best possible job I can do 
like we guarantee our work as well like i pretty much treat it like a i tell people i treat it like a hand tattoo like if you know if, if i was to tattoo your hands or your fingers or your knuckles or something and some of the ink was to drop out i'll, I'll touch it up for free so if i make you a set of grills and you know you have some dental work done you get your wisdom taken out or you have a different extraction and something moves like come back and see us like we'll make the adjustments and we'll get yeah, have you fitting right. So that's nice. Can you make a six year old bridge fit after tooth movement? <laughs> oh, imagine that. That'd be so crazy. That sounds so hard. crazy. A lot of people see me photos of um canines, like actual dogs, not yeah, like with their teeth done and it's typically it's like a military thing or a police thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I want you to do this for my dog and I'm just like, Oh bro, you're gonna have to see the vet for that. Like, <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of strange requests, a lot of cool ones. The the footage of the tiger that had its tooth replaced in gold was pretty cool. Mm. What's the craziest one that you did that you can think of off the cuff? We made a set of shark teeth, <gasps> and they were insane. Wow. Yeah, that was that's definitely still a favorite. How do you get an impression of a shark? Just just asking. I mean, that's gotta be a hard thing. Oh no, 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 <laughs> not the not, not the actual shark itself. Um, my friend. Who we're talking about before, Joshy, who's got like 13 sets of teeth. Yeah. And, yeah. He messaged me. He's like, dude, like, can we do some shark teeth? And I was just like, what? Like, how can we do this? Yeah. We got some assistance on that. And yeah, we, we waxed up some extra points on his, on his model and made some shark teeth. And wow. they're insane. I actually said to him, I was like, bro, like, I want you to get me some photos in the club. Like, I want you to like just biting some or something. And, um, <laughs> he tried to go to this one bar and i was like oh how'd you go for photos and he's like oh bro they wouldn't let me in and i was like why is that and he's like he had his teeth on in the queue and i was just like bro like you're here you're in the queue waiting for a club looking like jaws like of course they're not gonna let you in bro like the shark teeth were definitely the favorite and then we got another set we made it a couple of years ago it was all set in 18 gold um both the canines were parveyed and then we done like a bar across the across the central incisors and that was just flooded out with some vbs stones that was a cool set to make and that was the patient saying this is what i want right yeah he he's a he's a property developer he um he came through and he's just like this is what i want he knew exactly what he wanted he knew exactly what stones he wanted and i was just like wow like you're the perfect client yeah the first set that we made for him there was a couple of undercut issues it didn't cast up right and um yeah we redone it and then yeah perfect fit great and yeah he was stuck that's cool what about fangs you do a lot of fangs a lot of fangs i imagine yeah yeah fangs are great fun to make because obviously you still want the client to be able to open and close their mouth with you know without any obstruction and stuff like that so so matching their bite and stuff is, is heaps of fun and then yeah just shaping the fangs to how they want them and i really want to do like a, a little bit more extreme and i want to do like almost like some boar tusks or something from the lowers i reckon that would look amazing. oh wow <laughs> I think I've seen a couple of sets online and I was just like, they look so tough. You know, it's more for the photo and the yeah. aesthetic. They sound heavy. Would, yeah, I can imagine they would be, hey. Do you have to have like a thickness um, between your connectors on each of the teeth when you're doing like a six unit lower to get it to where it doesn't warp? Or have you had to work out the fine details of that? Yeah, certain materials will behave differently, mm-hmm. which is always great fun to figure out. A silver set's obviously going to be a little bit thicker than a gold set. And then depending on the gold, I've just sort of come to the realization that nine white is actually pretty soft in comparison to, to nine yellow. So mm-hmm. 
ideally depending on the teeth and and the case sometimes like, i don't know it's a hard one because you don't want to sound like a used car salesman trying to talk someone up yeah being like hey look this you know you, you want nine carat white gold this is really good but the style that we're going for and stuff like that i'd recommend that you do it in 18 carat but obviously that's going to come with a higher price tag and stuff like that and some people take the advice which is great and it's amazing and you know, we get a better result at the end of the day. But then, like, we have had a few other sets, like quite larger sets and, and nine white. And obviously, because it's a little bit softer, there will be a little bit of play in it and stuff like that. And hmm. I've got one set at the moment that I've had to redo because it, it didn't work out the first time, which was a bit of a pain. But yeah, we live and we learn, I guess. Yeah. So what do you do? You take the wax, you take it off, and you measure everything to make sure it's at the measurement you want. And then if it's not, you just keep adding until it gets there. Yeah, ideally, it's you want to. I don't want to be taken on and off the model all the time because it's going to warp yeah. and stuff like that. So I guess it's the same as yeah, waxing up a crown. Ideally, you want it done the best you possibly can before you start taking it on and off because it's going to mess with the margins and stuff like that. But um, hmm. yeah, the little spring gauges—they're amazing. I love yeah. them a lot. Obviously, the wax ones—they're not going to punch a holes in them like the the jewelry ones. But yeah, yeah. they're they're definitely an essential item i have had a couple of sets come out and i've been wafer thin and you can just bend them oh that like would be so sad. easy yeah <laughs> and it's it's not good and yeah i i will admit there has been a couple of times where i've like overworked the set and i've like punched through and yeah oh. I, not fun especially when you're you're sort of coming to the end of the piece and it's almost oh, done yeah. and then all of oh. a sudden oh there's a big hole in it and it's right back to the start so, so there's no way you can repair like laser weld or do anything if that happens. Do you have anything like that to that you can use? Sometimes, sometimes you can. We do have we do have access to the laser welder. One of the other jewelers out here, he, he calls it the cheat box, which I, I find pretty funny. <laughs> but um, yeah. it's definitely saved me a lot. We have a little shrine to it, and every time it saved me, I yeah, burn incense and put some money down to it. So, <laughs> oh, God, yeah. yes, but yeah. unfortunately. There's been a couple of times too where, you know, I've, I've worked a set too much and it's too thin and I've, we've tried to laser it and it's too thin and it just blows bigger holes in the piece. Uh, and it's, yeah, that yeah, sucks. Sometimes it's just faster to just recast it, start yeah. from the start, than what it is to try and build it back up and work it back. So, yeah, there's definitely been a few sets where we've, we've spent way too long on the laser trying to save it. And that's just yeah, like, no. been there, done that. Oh, yeah, we've all had that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that hard one trying to figure out when to cut your losses and yep. redo it. It's truly the magic wand of our industry. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, it's definitely saved us a lot. Yeah. I don't, yeah. So I'm curious, Jay, you always have to have an upper and a lower, even if you're just making an upper? Not all the time, ideally with canines and stuff like that. You don't need a fully articulated hinge model or anything? We do have a few sets of articulators and stuff. I cracked up at your last post, um, one of your memes you put up when um, when the job's done and you get to smash smash everything oh, yeah. the articulators. I was cracking oh, up at that. I was just like, yeah. I've definitely had a few sets where I've, I've taken to with a hammer afterwards. Oh, it's fun. God, that one's done. <laughs> Yeah, depending on the teeth, what they're after. Typically for canines, like all canines, because obviously the other corner of the mouth, I always get the, I always request like the uppers and the lowers, especially for extended fang work. Most of the time, you can you can follow the anatomy pretty good. Yeah, there's no no really real need. Yeah, most people have got like that overjet and stuff of the uppers as well too. So yeah, that's always good. How many do you think you make in a day? 
Oh, I was trying to test this out the other day. Granted, there was a couple of larger sets, but um, yeah, I sort of broke it down into I broke it down into units. And oh, you're sounding like a an experienced dental technician here, man. <laughs> I think anytime something's gone wrong, like say if there's no retention or something like that, I've pretty much in in my mind, I've I've gone back right to the start and I've gone over my whole process again. And I'm like I don't know, I think I just question everything to the point where I'm like, no, um, it's not that. Mm-hmm. I've done this. This is tried and proven. It's not that. So figuring all of that out is probably it was probably the hardest part. But once you sort of get there, yeah, it's it's good. But it's just I don't know. It's teeth, you know. But yeah, I, I broke it down. I had about forty units there. I was like, all right, cool. I was you know I started at eight a.m. and I, I typically work through until you know till about nine ten o'clock every night. I got about twenty units done. Wow. And. Yeah, and as I was telling my business partner, I was like, oh, man, I reckon I could have done more. But it was a super hot, muggy day, like my little space. There's no windows in there. It's, you know, I think it used to be like a walk-in wardrobe. It's, it's a tiny <laughs> little six-by-four cell or unit. And, um, yeah, it was a super hot day out here. And, yeah, I just had to have breaks. There, was, yeah, there wasn't much ventilation. Yeah, so I had a lot more breaks than I probably would have. But if it was cooler, I reckon I could have maybe done more. That's insane, though. I mean, that's a lot yeah. for just one person. Well, I just wanted to see. I wanted to go, all right, cool. Like, let's let's see how many I can do, you know. But there was a few larger sets in there, which was good. And, you know, I got them out of the way. Just figure out, like, time allocation and stuff like that. And, all right, how long does it take me to do this? Because a lot of the times I forget to sort of, you know, I'll map out my day or, you know. And then I never allocate time to eat. Or, <laughs> yeah. You know, no, like you, you just don't. you just work through, and then like I think you gotta go to the bathroom, man. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Like you don't plan for it. You don't allocate yeah. like time for that. So like some days you could be back to back, and then other days like I blinked the other day and it was seven o'clock, and I hadn't even had breakfast. And I was like, man, what am I doing? I haven't had breakfast. I haven't had lunch, and it's seven o'clock, and I'm still working. Like, man, I should probably get up and eat. <laughs> And the demand for people wanting these is that big. Do you ever slow down? Do you have times you don't have as many to do? Not really. The hardest part is obviously we've just gone through the Christmas break. So everyone wanted their teeth prior to Christmas, but then suppliers shut down, stuff like that. A lot of the suppliers will shut from like the 20th of December until like some of them till the 20th of Jan. So there's like a month where you can't get anything. So you just try and plan for it, try and have everything in stock and ready to go. But then obviously there's public holidays and stuff in there too. But typically like I work the tattoo convention. Sometimes I'll come back from an expo with like 40, 40 plus orders. Wow. Yeah. It's insane. It's it's relatively new in Australia. Like I said, I think there might be like 13 people out here making grills and that's the whole country. I guess we were lucky, like, you know, coming from the tattoo industry, all of my friends have got teeth and, I know a lot of tattooers and then tattooers see more people. You know, tattooers and barbers see a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, wow. it's word of mouth, you know, people like, where'd you get that? And yeah, before you know it, it just snowballs and it goes wild. Like when we first started, one of my friends actually got interviewed on TV at one of the tattoo expos with his teeth. And, really? And then, yeah, his phone blew up and then my phone blew up. And that's sort of when we were like, oh, maybe we should do something with this. Like, <laughs> there's a demand for it. So I'll say. 
I'm a little shocked with the demand for it, honestly. I don't know anybody that wears grills, probably obviously. I find it fascinating. Totally obviously. <laughs> I don't It's in the back of the mind, so we've obviously spoken now, you've got us on Instagram and stuff, like I'm sure you'll you'll probably notice it a lot more. I now, do. You know? Yeah, if you're not paying attention to something, you don't see it. But as soon as you sort of notice it, it's everywhere. It's crazy. Like it's, you know, it's another form of self-expression, I guess. And then, I don't know, like I'm a 90s kid, so I like all the old hip-hop. So your Instagram, you've got quite a following. When did you start the Instagram and how quick did it take off? It's pretty funny. Like I got rid of all social media in like 2011. So when... I got Instagram back. A lot of people were shocked. They were like, well, Jay's got Instagram? Like, what's going on? Jay hates social media. <laughs> Everything's organic. It's, you know, our clients, our friends, like everyone shared it. It's been great. Like, I think we've only spent, in six years, I think we've spent like 1700 bucks on ads. And that was early when we started. And I like to give back. Like, me and my business partner, we sat down and we're like, all right, cool. For every 5,000 followers we get, we'll give away a set of six. And... We've done that and then I put a poll up and I was like, oh, should we give away a set of six or should we give away six singles to six different people? Mm. And then people were like, oh, let's do the six singles. So that worked out really well. And then, you know, every time we get close to you know, the denomination of 5,000 followers, like the momentum of that picks up again. And I don't know, like if someone shared our post and stuff like that on their feed and it's still like, if I can still find it, when I scroll through the tag photos, like they're an automatic entry for the next next run. So I think we're at 12,000 followers at the moment. So we'll do another giveaway at 5,000. So all these people that you see on your Instagram, they're not staged advertising photos. These are people that took selfies and tagged you. Um, a lot of them actually get like professional photography and stuff done. A lot of them are models. Um, we've got a lot of dancers. We've got a lot of musicians with a lot of tattooers so you get great action shots you know when the tattoo expos roll around everyone's there looking their best everyone's got their teeth in yeah with a lot of models that will just you know a lot of them are you know they'll be they'll be doing like yeah just their their only fans hustle or something like that they'll be doing a photo shoot and then all of a sudden they just take their teeth and they'll just do like a couple of cheeky teeth shots for us and it's it's incredible like the support's insane so i don't know i like to support as much people as i can if you know if people are hungry and they're out there doing it like i'll support you but there's a lot of people that want a lot of stuff but aren't willing to do anything for it but I think people don't realize, like, they want to get put on without doing the work, but doing the work is how you get put on, I guess. It's probably the easiest way to sum it up. That's a lot of truth there. Everyone who's, like, part of the team, like, they go hard. Like, one of the boys, he's a a producer, slothy, and he's insane with his content. He's got YouTube channels. He's got accounts on every sort of platform. He's got support groups, and it's insane, like, we get so much work through him and yeah, it's just everyone works together and it's yeah, it just works. So yeah, the support network. He's a amazing. producer? Yeah, he produces music. Oh, so wow. he produces a lot of a lot of the hip hop artists and friends that we've made teeth for. So yeah, it's just a big web and once you're in that little network it's it's amazing. But yeah, you get that invite to the group chat or the support network and it's like, Wow, all right, cool. It's it's on and then everyone's great. So, Barb, when are you going to get a set? I'm very fascinated, to be honest with you. I've talked to my son about it, and uh, my youngest is 16. Whereabouts are you based? Uh, Tampa, Florida. 
Oh, so many people down in there in Florida will be able to sort you out. Yeah, it, it's just amazing. Is it big here in the States? Am I just that underneath a rock? I think it is, but I don't yeah. think it's done too properly, to be honest with you. Not like what it sounds like Jay's doing. A lot of people are doing it quick. Yeah. Like there's a quick turnaround and stuff like that. It's a very precise thing because, you know, it's, I don't know, I guess it, it's, a, it's a precious metal mouth guard, yeah. essentially. Yeah, but when you're doing it, you're also thinking of anatomy and morphology and things like that, aren't you? Yeah, like we definitely are. Like I said before, like I just want to, I want to do everything to the best of my possible. Yeah, but I imagine there's tons of people out there that are just making chiclets out of gold. Um, it's I don't know, like it's we guarantee our work. You know what I mean? Um, sure. In six years, if we've had a set that hasn't fit, I think we've like refunded maybe five people in six years. Yeah, and nice. that's without like you know if if I've tried like one client we had, he was amazing. There was a bit of back and forth, and um. We tried like four times and we just couldn't get that retention. And I was just like, look, dude, like I've tried. Unfortunately, we can't do it. Like what's your bank details? I'll sort you out. But um, yeah, I think we have like 93% perfect fit first time. And then the other 7% will might make some adjustments and then they're, then they're good. But um, it's teeth. It's, yep. you know, things move, things change. So all you can do is guarantee it and um, do your best. Well, I think they're gorgeous. They're amazing. Oh, thank you I'm so totally much. Into it. Like I, I can, I'm just fascinated by it, especially the fact that they don't cement them in so they can put them in, they can take them out. I always thought, you know, like they cemented them in. And I think here in America, we do that. Like they're permanent. Hmm. Some people do. Some people do. Like they'll make the teeth individual mm -hmm. so that you can still floss between them. But then your occlusion is just flat. And then I'm like, well, how do you, like, it changes people's speech and stuff like that. Yeah, like there's, I can see that. Yeah. I think it's because it's like an addition to their teeth and it's not a replacement for their teeth. Like normal, you know, you get a prep, so you make everything smaller and then you build it back up. But this is kind of like an overlay to your teeth and, you know, it has to be one point, what did you say, two, three thick, you know, so it doesn't warp. And so you've got space that, you know, it's carrying and I can see where they would change their speech. Yeah, it's, I don't know, that, that definitely with the uppers, especially in Australia. We're, we're pretty lazy with our speech, so <laughs> you've got to pronounce your words a little bit better. But um, <laughs> You said it, not us. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But like I said before, too, like we've got hip-hop artists and stuff like that and other musicians, they get on stage and they'll do a full set with like uppers and lowers and, and it sounds just as good as any other live set. That's and nice. It's, yeah, it's, um, it's so good to see. Especially a few of the boys, like they've been doing some big stages, hey, and it's it's crazy. They'll leave their teeth in and it's like, we made them. Like, oh, heck yeah. I'd be super proud of that. I mean, because it sounds like all of the people that are famous, models, dancers, you know, they're all kind of heading in that direction if they're into it. Yeah. And it's, I guess, the people that want them already want them. Yeah. So you don't really need to sell yep. them. But like ideally, it's, it's breaking into the to that next market like there's a few few grill makers that have done it and they do it amazingly there's a few people that are just absolutely killing it the guys at the crown collective in the states ever this stuff's amazing all i can think of is people's instagram handles and some of them are like i don't know how to pronounce that so i'm not going to try but, um, <laughs> yeah the instagram handles i can't remember them off the top yeah. of my head but yeah some of the stuff that's been done is incredible and it's just like oh i want to do that next you know so it's yeah, that hunger is definitely there. And when people are pushing the limits, it just makes you want to do better and do different stuff, and see what's possible and what can be done and what can't be done. I like your attitude. 
what's your future look like jay are you just going to keep doing what you're doing getting better at it expanding the market ideally yeah i reckon i'm probably gonna do a few more courses and i don't know i'm i'm sort of in study mode good for you you know how you sort of go and go in waves of not wanting to learn and stuff like that yeah i'm I'm back in study mode so i'm probably going to step out uni i was thinking like initially i was thinking about like i'll just go and I'll do the dentistry course, but it's it's seven years. But that's a long time. Yeah, but you think about like the pandemic. Like yep. I'm in Melbourne, you know, we've been in lockdown for the last two years, yep. and that two years went kind of quick. Now that you're looking back on it, at the time it wasn't that fast, but you know, two years goes pretty quick, and then you know, two years turns to five, and five years turns to three, and then and you're done. Three to one, and then yeah. So there's always that possibility, but. No, I just like to of becoming a dentist, huh? It's super optimistic, I think. That's awesome. Yeah, well, initially when my dentist was just like, you should go back to school, and I was like, be a dentist, and she's like, oh, maybe you won't like the theory and stuff like that. But now that I'm back at uni and stuff like that, like I reckon, I don't know, we'll see how we go. Yeah. Well, good luck. See where life takes me, and the best thing with it too is dentistry will never be considered non-essential. So there's always going to be work. Exactly. That's what my dad pandemic. used to say. People always need teeth. Yeah. Yep. Liquor, churches, and teeth. That's the three yep. guarantees in life. <laughs> and sex. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just thinking about the things I pay for, but okay. <laughs> well, Jay, thanks so much. I've learned a ton. Well, thank you so much for inviting me on. Like I said, I've got like full imposter syndrome. No, this but... is fascinating. Yeah. My girlfriend just told me about that term. She said she felt like an imposter. I said, what the hell? And she sent me you know, exactly what that means. And, you know, I think most of the people that are super smart and overachievers, sometimes you just get that because you don't think that you belong anywhere, but it's just so, so untrue. Obviously for you, after talking to you for an hour, I I don't even think that, but sometimes we have to talk ourselves out. It's definitely a strange feeling. And like, I'm looking at all the people that have you know done it before me, you know, I'm looking at them and their standard and stuff. And I'm like, all right, I've got to get there. You know, like, yeah, just be proud of yourself. Screw that imposter stuff. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, you're doing some cool stuff. You can't shake it, though. I know. You know, maybe if I get, like, some sort of external sort of acknowledgement or something like that, like, I win some awards or some like, get, get some acknowledgement from my peers. But, you know, I I sort of I sort of felt that way when, when you asked me to come on. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, they, they want to talk to me? Like, Hopefully he won't mispronounce your name with any luck. What? Yeah. <laughs> you're part of the dental community, Jay. I mean, exactly. you're you're part of all of us, all of us crazy people. Yeah, so. yeah. I've heard that it sort of takes a, a special kind of person. <laughs> totally, to you've got to so. be a little crazy. <laughs> get, just saying. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully I'll fit in there somewhere. I so. think you're going to be fine. <laughs> Jay, thank you so much. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. I feel so honored to be on here. Have a good one. All right. Thank you so much. Whitmix offers you the ultimate in ease, material flexibility, and unattended production with the Roland DGA DWX 52 DCI milling machine. The Popular Mills Automatic Disc Changer expands your lab's production and profit. Using a 6-slot automatic disc changer, 15-station automatic tool changer, and several other automated features. 
the DWX52 DCI dental milling machine now comes with performance software and other intelligent updates. The 5-axis mill even knows which tool to automatically swap out when tools have reached their designated lifespan. Just power it on, let it go, and automatically and accurately mill numerous dental restoration jobs with complete unattended confidence. If you're interested in learning more about the Roland DGA DWX 52 DCI, visit Whitmix.com or call 1-800-626-5651. And as always, we appreciate your support of the podcast, Whitmix. Is your lab in a position to take on new customers? Do you have the capacity to service more doctors? America Smiles has helped hundreds of labs across the country to acquire new dental accounts. They're the biggest name in dental laboratory marketing. Don't waste time mailing and calling hundreds of doctors just to see poor results and hear overwhelming rejection. Let America Smiles do all the heavy lifting for you. For just $195 a month, the America Smiles One Voice program will help you skip to the front of the line. They'll prospect your local or target area, produce your creative marketing, and do all the cold calling to leave you with extremely qualified appointments guaranteed to help you find your ideal clients and grow your business. Visit americasmiles.net one voice. That's americasmiles.net backslash one dash voice to learn more about how you can increase your lab's bottom line. Use the promo code VOICESFROMTHEBENCH, all one word, during checkout to qualify for a month-to-month agreement enabling you the freedom to cancel the marketing service anytime. If you'd like to speak to an agent who can answer your questions about a time-tested, completely done-for-you approach to marketing, please give them a call at 708-279-9031. Join America Smiles One Voice today. Getting new dentists to try your lab has never been easier. And we appreciate your support of the podcast, America Smiles. All right, so I'm hoping everybody did hit pause to check out Jay's Amazing Girls. And a big thanks to Jay for taking time out of your busy day and recording with us on a Saturday morning. I think it was Saturday morning his time, 5 in the afternoon our time. It's super cool what Jay is doing. And even though it might not be the kind of restorations that most labs do, there is clearly a market and an art for it. When we talked to him, by the way, I was trying to figure out how to get a diamond in an Emacs cuspid. Yeah, how did that turn out? Did you ever get that thing to stick? What we ended up doing was I milled the whole case in Emacs and then I milled in wax the cuspid. I fit the diamond into it and then pressed it. And then I had to refit the diamond down and then they're going to loot composite over the whole facial of the cuspid to encase this diamond. I don't know. She's crazy. And she picked... The biggest damn diamond. It's almost as big as the cusp, but it's it's. Well, big. of course. I mean, yeah. if you're going to go big, go big. Yeah, well, that's what she said. So did you say you pressed it with the diamond in there or you put no. it in after? Oh, I, okay. I fit it in the wax and then pressed it, pressed the wax and then put it back in there. It only needs to fit like a diamond would fit in a, what do you call those? In a setting? And then yeah. they're going to it yeah. in. So we'll see. We'll see how Ugh. long it lasts. Tell them to brush gently. (laughs) But we encourage everyone to go check out Jay's work, if you haven't already, on Instagram at the underscore C-H-E-S-H-I-R-E-S underscore grin. And check out all the bling that he's doing. It's super beautiful, super amazing, and a lot of really hot people with a bunch of tattoos. 
And who knows, maybe someday Dr. J will be doing grills on implants. Yes. Yeah, who knows? He's got aspirations to be yeah, a doctor. Yeah. And I like his accent, too, for all the girls out there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. That's all we got for you. We will surely talk to you next week. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. Be more enthusiastic. Bye.